7. Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. We're not in a good place right now in our land and country. And we need a heal. You know, if, uh, we had, if we got to feeling bad, we got to running a fever and coughing, you'd go to the doctor and you'd have a test for this virus. Or if you got to hurting in your stomach or in your chest, you might go to see if you had a heart attack or if you had cancer. We're hurting. We need a healing. So if you're familiar with this scripture, this is the scripture where Solomon had prayed and the Lord was talking to Solomon about the temple that he had built and dedicated to him. And this scripture is a promise. It's not a threat. It's a promise. All we've got to do is what this scripture has told us and things can get better in America. It said if my people, now listen, there's really only one group and it's not Democrats and it's not Republicans. It's God's family. The ones that have been born again, saved by the grace of God. If my people, his family, which are called by my name. I was born to J.D. and Patsy Strange in 1966. My last name is Strange because I was born to them. I want to be an old-time Christian. That's what I want to be known as. I want to be called by his name. That's how I want people to know me. That's how I want people to see me when they look at me. I want to be an old-time Christian. I want to be called by his name. And the next thing in this scripture says, shall humble themselves. Folks, we're living in a day when humility is hard to find. We're living in a day where pride has eaten our people up. And where we can't ever admit that we made a mistake or that we're wrong or apologize. I'm here to tell you today, it's time that we humbled ourselves because we're in trouble. We're hurting in our land and country and we need a healing. Shall humble themselves. And pray and seek my face. We've tried everything else. We've tried drugs. We've tried alcohol. We've tried politics. How about we try just getting down praying. And saying, Lord, help us. Lord, you know, you're the only way that we've got out of this mess. Would you come by and give us a healing? Because we need help. We can't do it alone. That's what we've got to. We thought we could figure everything out. We've got to have the Lord, folks. That's the only way that we can do any better in this day and age is to get down on our knees and humble ourselves and pray and ask the Lord to forgive us and to seek His face. And he said, then will he hear from heaven and will heal our land. We need a healing. 
You know where we've got to in this day and age, and please pray for me for just a minute if you will. We've got to the point in this day and age that we don't condemn sin any longer. We celebrate it. That's where our country has got. And we, we, 200 years ago, our founders wrote on our money, God bless America. In God we trust. And we sing the song, God bless America. Friend, He's not going to as long as we celebrate sin. He's not going to, to bless America until we repent and say, Lord, Your way and not our way. That's where we need to get to today. Oh, preacher, what are you talking about? We celebrate sin. Everybody has their rights. When it goes against God's Word, when God's Word explicitly tells us what sin is and, and to avoid the very appearance of evil and we celebrate it and, and, and lift people up that are living in that, in that lifestyle, that are living in that condition, friend, God will not bless us when we celebrate sin. We need a healing and the only way to be healed is to ask the Lord to forgive us and humble ourselves. <coughs> And when we do that, God will come by and bless America again. We read in God's Word. Now you may tune me out over this, I don't know. But I'm going to preach you God's Word. We read in God's Word that the wickedness of Sodom was a stink in the nostrils of God. And so He sent angels down to Sodom to destroy the place. And Lot was down there. He was one of God's people called by His name living down there in Sodom. But folks, Lot was a whole lot like we are. We sit by idly. We don't call sin, sin. We don't lift up the name of the Lord. We never witness for Him. We never tell people about His goodness. We sit by with our mouths shut and our nation is going downhill fast. Oh, if Lot would have just spoken up and said, I know a better way. Perhaps Sodom could have been spared. But Lot kept his mouth shut and Sodom was burned to a Chris, fire and brimstone fell and destroyed the whole place because Lot sat by Adelaide like we do. We need a healing. And the only way we can get it is to get down on our knees, humble ourselves, and ask the Lord to forgive us. We read where the men of Sodom came to Lot's house and said, send these men out that we may know them. Now listen. Yeah, preacher, you preach on the homosexuals. Let me tell you something. Their sin is no greater than my sin. It's no greater than your sin. Sin is sin and sin. And God hates the sin, but He loves the sinner. And they can get forgiveness. And they can get salvation just like we can. And when you get a good dose of salvation, you'll turn away from the sin. Send them out that we may know them. And the men caused a blindness to come over the men of Sodom so that they couldn't even find the door of Lot's house. What happened to Sodom? Why was fire and brimstone fell down on that awful place? Because of sin, S-I-N. Those men could have been drunkards, been wicked, and had still been burned to a crisp. Those men could have been adulterers 
and been wicked and had still been burned to a crib. Those men could have been envious and eat up with strife and refused to repent and it had still been burned to a crib. I'm here to tell you today, God hates sin. And for us to celebrate it, we might as well smack the Lord in the face. We need to condemn it and we need to love one another like we used to. You want to know why our country's in the shape it's in? The Bible tells us because of iniquity, the love of many shall wax cold. Where is the love in America today? We've got enough hate. It's time that we show God's love. We celebrate sin. That's why we're sick. That's why we need a healing. We've made sin easy today. Easy today. There was a time when I was a boy, I've driven 25E. I've rode up and down 25E for as long as I can remember my entire life. I went to Rankin for 40 years. Then I pastored Grand Mountain for nine. I've been here at Dutch Bottles for about six and a half. I drive this road every day, and every, every time I come across, I pass three what they call bars. That's a, that's a nicer word with a better connotation to what we used to call those places. We used to call them beer joints. And whenever we'd come over on Sunday morning, Sunday night, those places would be closed. Now they're open on Sundays and Mondays and Tuesdays and seven days a week. And if you don't want to get your alcohol from the bars, it's simple enough. You go to the grocery store and you find it there. Well, preacher, what's wrong with a little drink? Let me tell you what happened to some folks who thought that same thing. We read about Noah, who after he got off the ark, drunk wine and got drunk on it and laid in his tent, laid in his tent naked and his kids were ashamed and they turned their back on him and took a, a blanket, a quilt, an animal hide, whatever you want to call it, and covered up his nakedness so that people would not see his shame. We read about this same man, Lot, after he escaped Sodom. He went and got drunk on wine and laid with his two daughters and they both conceived and brought forth two sons and they had trouble with Israel all of their days. I'm here to tell you, a little wine... And, Oh, preacher, it won't hurt me. It'll cause a multitude of heartache and regret. And I want to remind you, if you're a member of Dutch Bottoms, you took a covenant with the church that said you would abstain from alcoholic drinks as a beverage or the sale of or the use of. I'm here to tell you today, it's based on God's Word and we celebrate it. You turn the TV on, you turn a sporting event on, and there it is. And people are smiling and they're happy and they're all attractive. They never show you they're drunk on the street that's lost everything he's had. That his family's turned their backs on him. They never show you the drunk that's homeless because he can't wait to get the next sip of alcohol. Tell me that's not sin whenever men destroy their lives and their families. I'm here to tell you today we need to quit celebrating sin and we need to turn back to God. Oh, preacher, you just lost your audience. You've started meddling. Sin is sin. You don't have to believe me. Matter of fact, I'd rather you not believe. Just because I say it, I'd rather you turn in God's word and find it for yourself. 
We celebrate sin. That's why we're sick. And we need a healing. We need a healing, folks. We celebrate sin. Hollywood is... And we've grown up. Whenever I was young, we had three channels. And we were lucky if we had color on our TV. It was black and white most of the time. And there were shows on TV... Like the Andy Griffith show. There were shows on TV like The Wild Kingdom. There were shows on TV like The Wonderful World of Disney. And now Hollywood, instead of three channels, we have 500. And if you don't like what's on there, you just flip over your TV where you can stream and you can watch anything you want. And Hollywood is throwing out productions that says if you don't like the mate that you have, if you're dissatisfied with your wife or you're dissatisfied with your husband, why there's another out there that you could live a happily ever after with. Friend, adultery is adultery. The Bible says that marriage is honorable and the bed undefiled, but adulterers and whorebuggers, God will judge. Marriage is made for a lifetime. There's a reason when the preacher conducts a ceremony that he says until death do us part. Marriage is a bottle of Christ and the church and their relationship and it's been for forever. Yet we celebrate adultery like it's nothing. That's why we're sick. That's why. We need a healing. Friend, we're in bad shape. This is not just a skin cell cancer. This is deep down in the bones, in the marrow, and on the brain. We are sick. And we need healing. Well, when my man gets in or when my man wins or this or that, you're not going to like me for what I'm about to say. Joe Biden don't have your answers. Donald Trump don't have your answers. Our answers for healing for this country, for God to bless America, is not in Washington, D.C., it's right in the place I read to you about. If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face, and then will I hear from heaven and will heal their land. Oh, and seek forgiveness, folks. I'm here to tell you today, the answers for America is still on the altar at the house of God. It's on the altar at your house. How long has it been since you eased down to your altar at your preacher? I don't pray at home. That's what's wrong. That's why we're sick. That's why we're in the shape we're in. That's why we need a healing. We need to pray, pray, pray. The Bible says to pray without ceasing. And in all thanksgiving things, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In the good times, pray. In the bad times, pray. In sorrow and heartache, pray. In victory and rejoicing, Pray, because that's how we get close to God and how we receive His blessings. And how we get healing. We need a healing. 
Oh, friend. We sing the song, don't we? We like to hear it. God bless America. We hear the song, Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain. The Bible talks about nations that forget God. When we stopped praying at home, that's when trouble started. Well, preacher, they took prayer out of school. No, they didn't. I teach school every day. And when the Lord comes by and it's nice and quiet, I talk to him for a little while right there in the schoolhouse. They can't take prayer out of school. They can't take prayer out of the White House. They can't take prayer out of our courts. They can't take prayer out of your home. Well, preacher, the government's going to come by. They're going to take our Bibles. No, they can't. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. I believe I've got enough of it on the inside. If they took this book with papers in it and writing on it away from me, I'd still have God's word buried in my heart because I'm one of his. I'll cling to that. I don't care what the government says. I don't care what folks believe politically. I'm going to cling to Jesus because he is my Savior. You want to know what's going to help America? A good old-fashioned dose of repentance and salvation. That'll bring a healing. Preacher, I don't like this message. Well, it's what the Lord's given me tonight and he's helping me. So I'm going to preach it to you. Got a friend. Every time we talk about this virus, they say, well, it's of Satan. They may be right. But let me remind you of something in the King James Version Bible. When God's people began to complain how they should have stayed down in Egypt, how that they'd been better off eating other flesh pots of Egypt, how they didn't like the, the light bread that God was providing them, the, the meal that God was providing them, they loathed it. You know what loathed means? Hate. You know what? We've got folks in church that are church members. I'm not going to say they're Christians, but they just can't understand why we shed a tear every once in a while. They can't understand why we shout every once in a while. They can't understand why we let the Spirit move and how we follow it instead of following our program. And they loathe the feeding that God gives them. I'm here to tell you today, God is not pleased with that and He's going to have retribution for it. Read about the children of Israel. Whenever they begin to grumble and gripe and complain, and complain about Moses and Aaron, God sent fiery serpents down and they bit the children of Israel and men and women and boys and girls died. I'm here to tell you today, I can't tell you that this virus is of I can't tell you that God is sinning, but I can assure you of this, every good saint of God that's lost his life to this virus, Satan is saying, make life in because we refuse to humble ourselves. We refuse to repent and we refuse to turn back to God. Folks, we're losing them left and right. Good, godly men and women 
that has been faithful to him for years and years and years. Like I said, I can't tell you that this virus is of Satan. I can't tell you that the good Lord sent it to get our attention. But I can tell you if we humble ourselves and we seek his face and we repent of our wicked ways, then will he hear from heaven and heal our land. Ain't you tired of the hatred? Ain't you tired of the bitterness that's spewing out of men and women's mouths? Ain't you tired of never seeing any compassion or love? Let me remind you, and I'm about done. Let me remind you who we are and where we're supposed to be. Love thy neighbor as thyself. I wouldn't want anybody to break into my house and steal my things and destroy everything I've got. Why would I do that? I wouldn't want anybody to spit on me. They did that to our Savior. Why would I do that? I wouldn't want anybody. Listen, it hurts. I've been there, folks. When people say ugly things about you. The Bible talks about that. Now listen, if I'm guilty, I'm guilty. And you have every right to say evil things about me. But when men speak all manner of false communications towards you, the Bible says to rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. Marvel not that the world hated you because it hated me before it hated you. That's what our Savior had to say. We think it all ought to be candy. It ought all to be rainbows. We all ought to be in heaven. Listen, this is not heaven. This is a trash pile. And our only hope is Christ. I'm here to tell you today, the Bible says, Yea, and all that live godly shall suffer persecution. But he said, if you suffer with me, you shall also reign with me. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse until the day we see him coming back on the clouds of glory. Let me remind you of who we are and where we're supposed to be. I used to get so frustrated as a boy. Seemed like the best night of TV was Sunday night. Cause Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom came on at six o'clock. And the wonderful world of Disney came on at seven. And I was eight, ten, or twelve, somewhere around in there, and I wanted to watch that stuff so bad. We didn't have DVDs, DVRs. We didn't even have a VCR. And I couldn't tape it and watch it later. I couldn't stream it because we didn't have streaming at that time. We didn't even have internet, if you can believe that. I wanted to watch that so bad. But you know what my mom and dad made me do? When about 5.30, 5.45 rolled around, we got in the car, we went over the hill, and we went to church. I don't remember a single one of those episodes of any of those shows, but I remember going to church. I remember seeing the church rejoice. 
<coughs> I remember hearing people shout and sing the praises of the good Lord. I remember seeing sinners come to the altar and be saved. I would take nothing for my memories of church. And now our children don't even know what it is, what it means, what it's for, or that they need to be there. We've got two or three generations of young folks that's never seen the church in its real power. If our nation wants healing, we need to stand up and be the church. We don't need to be content with sitting at home. I know we're in the middle of a pandemic. And I know here we are tonight on Facebook, can't meet in person because of this virus. But if sitting home is all we do, we're not being who we're supposed to be. And I'm not saying you need to be here in this building. I'm saying be the church wherever you're at. Share your testimony with the people you work with. Tell your neighbors that Jesus loves them. Even if they believe everything exactly opposite as you do, and you can't stand some of their beliefs or some of their ideas, love them anyway! Be good to them! Show them you got Jesus in your heart and you'll win them! I pray, oh preacher, I want to go to heaven. I do too, but I'm not satisfied with that. I want to take somebody else with me. And the only way to do that is to show them Jesus. Be the church. That's where healing's going to come from. I touched on prior just a minute ago. Did you know our King James Version Bible tells us to pray for those that are in authority over us? Not to spew bitterness and hatred, but to pray for them. If ideology changed men's minds, everybody would think just alike. There'd be no, be no Democrats or Republicans. But you know who can change men's minds? Do you know what can change men's minds? you know what can end the bitterness and the hatred? The prayers of God's people. you know what can change your children? Your prayer. Preacher, I'm just one person and our world is so wicked and we see these people hating one another. Let me cover that. The effectual, fervent prayer of a... How many is that? A righteous man availeth much. I'm here to tell you today, one man's prayer can make a difference. It can bring a healing back to our nation if we'll humble ourselves. You know what the Bible says about humbleness? It says humble yourselves in due time that Christ may exalt you in due time. I'm here to tell you today, let's not worry about our name or what we got or what we don't have or who said this or who said that. Let's get humble and thank God that He saved sinner men and women like me and you. Preacher, that's my child. That's my brother. That's my sister. That's my relative. That's my friend. That's out in sin. And I got to support them. You can love them. 
but you don't need to lift them up in their sin. How are they ever going to know there's a difference between you and them if you don't show them? The way you win them, and let me just say this, I used to work with a person. Every chance that person got, they would point their finger at people and tell them how sorry they were and how their awful living was going to send them to hell. Point out specific things in their life that they had done. You know how many people that person won? Zero. None. Whatsoever. They, people already know they're wrong. People already know they're in sin. That's why they deny the church. That's why they deny God. Is because sin has eaten them up and their conscience can't take it. So what do you need to do rather than condemning them? Love them! Love them! Love them! Tell them to come to church with you. Call their name out when you pray. Show them kindness and mercy and grace and see if it don't make a difference. See if it don't bring about healing. What do you want? Are you satisfied with what we got? I dare say there's nobody listening if you're still listening. I dare say there's nobody listening at this point that would say they're satisfied with the way our country is right now. Whether you're Democrat or whether you're Republican, I don't think there's anybody that's satisfied with the state that our nation's in right now. If you want better, this verse has told us exactly what to do. If my people, now listen, not everybody is God's people. I can espouse Christian virtues all I want to, but if I've never been saved by the grace of God, I am not one of His people. If my people, His people, His people don't want a big name. They want His name to be lifted up. Which are called by my name shall humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. You know what Israel, let me finish that thought. You know what Israel did when God sent the fiery serpents down and they bit the children of Israel and the children of Israel died? They changed their tune. They went running back to Moses and said, Would you please pray and beg God to take these serpents away? Now listen, folks. There's price for sin. God didn't take the serpents away. God didn't keep Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the burning fiery furnace. God didn't keep Daniel from going into the lion's den, but he helped them get through it. God didn't remove Paul's thorn in the flesh, but he gave him grace to overcome it. So God sent Moses a message and told him to make a serpent out of brass and to hang it up. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, in John chapter 3, when people looked at that serpent that Moses made high up on that pole, they were healed. What are we going to do? How are we going to get healing? And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man.
be lifted up. For God sent not His Son in the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth on Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Friend, the answer is Christ. Our healing is in the Lord. If we want God to bless America, we're going to have to bless Him. If we want God to take this virus away, if we want God to unite our people again where we show love toward one another, we're going to have to turn from our wicked ways. We're going to have to stop celebrating sin and ask for forgiveness. We're going to have to seek His face. This is not the Hollywood crowd that I'm preaching to you about. This is not the Washington, D.C. crowd that I'm preaching to you about. Who was this verse written to? If my people, that's who I'm preaching to you about. It's me and you. We're the difference makers. We're the ones that can bring back healing. It's my people, which are called by my name. Now let's go on. Let me give you this one more point and then I'll hush. This was a promise, as I told you when I first started, that the Lord told Solomon when he went to dedicate the temple. You know what he says on down in here? This is why I say our healing is through the church. He said, now my eyes and my ears will ever be attuned to this place that if I send drought or I send rain and God's people cry out, just my words, you go look it up and read it for yourself. I'll hear their prayer and answer it. Don't you want us to get rid of this virus or at least get it under control so that we can have some sense of normalcy? Don't you want us to love one another again? The only way we can do that is if God's people humble themselves, repent, and pray. So I'm going to ask you, pray for me. Pray for our church. I, I, I know we're struggling. Not able to have service like we'd like to. Remember, we're going to have service Sunday morning, drive in at 11. And Sunday night, we're going to have a good old-fashioned prayer meeting. Come be ready to pray. If you have to bring your knee pads, if you stay down long enough to get a hold of the Lord, you bring them. If you have to pray out in the parking lot, if you have to pray on the back pew, if you have to pray in one of the Sunday school rooms, wherever you need to go to pray, we're going to have a prayer meeting Sunday night. And I want us to pray till we can get through it. When we get done and we get up, we know we talk to the Lord and he talked to us. There's only one way to do that. Humble ourselves, seek his face, repent of our wicked ways. I can't tell you what's going to happen tomorrow. What's going to happen in the next two weeks? What's going to happen in the next four years, ten years, you name it. But I can tell you, I know who holds tomorrow. And I know he's able to put a hedge around me and around you and his people. We got loved ones that need God so bad. The only way we can get them where they need to be is to humble ourselves, seek his face, turn from our wicked ways and pray. And as the song says, take the name 
of Jesus with you. We shouldn't be concerned about what's going on in this world. We should be concerned that we're safe from hell. We should be concerned that our people don't know what salvation or church is. We should be concerned that our people are on their way to hell and they've never heard of the man called Jesus. Friend, we can have healing if God's people want it. I'm not putting this on the politicians. I'm not putting this on the protesters, rioters, whatever you want to call them. I'm putting this on me. I'm putting this on you as God's people. We need to pray. We need to pray, 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 because we're in trouble and we need healing.